0: Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Doctor Fuck and the
1: Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal
0: Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 Diddly D.
1: Wow. c 5 fo it's me, Dr. Fuck, and I have a guy here. Oh, yeah! Yeah, I told alcoholic Ian Wadley. Wow, you sound horsey.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm still a horse from the Anthrax show or I'm getting sick. I think, it, like, uh, Andrew Jacobs' wife, it could go either way.
1: Ah. Ah, oh, so, uh, yeah, dude, uh... I'd like to hear about that Anthrax show, but first, do we have any iTunes reviews?
0: Yes, we do. Uh, We we have a, a, this first one is a rewrite from Sean Aiken, and it's a five-star review entitled Two Lighters Held High for These Rockers. He says, and I quote, revised after deciding my first pass at a review sucked. Are you looking for a podcast hosted by two awesome dudes, and sometimes Terrence, who wear their undying love of rock, classic rock, hard rock, and heavy metal, metal, politically incorrect irreverence, conversation tangents, as well as their utter disdain for red rockers on their sleeve? The Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is for you. Subscribe today. Thank you.
1: I love that. Thank you, Mr. Atkins. I love how he threw in the, the the cool dudes.
0: Yes. Yeah, awesome dudes. Awesome dudes. He even mentioned Terrence. So, he, he you know, he listened to the old episodes, too. That's a real fan.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> and a real fan saying cool dudes, like two people. Like, you know, we all know we're cool, but him throwing sure. you a bone was really nice. Oh,
0: yeah, that's cool. Uh, he's just being nice because I'm sick. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, yes. Thank you, Sean. I, I, I don't remember uh, your first review, but that one was real awesome. So I appreciate it, man. And thanks for meaning that much to you. That's, that's killer. I appreciate all, it. All right. Well, our next one is a five-star review as well. This one coming from Jason Smith, entitled The King of Podcasts. Cha-cha-cha. He says, and I quote, Hands down, this is the best music-related podcast out there. I I have listened to tons of podcasts, and none of them even come close to being as fun and entertaining as these two guys. Simply hilarious, informative, and entertaining. A lot of podcasts are a bore with monotone hosts, who sound like they are trying to kill some time at work while they're on their break. Not these guys. Their enthusiasm for their love of music is contagious. Hail the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Look no further. Forget the rest. Go
1: to the best. That rock... Rip- <sighs> oh, fuck yeah, Jay Jason, come to the fucking Rock and Pod Expo too, bro. Fucking the drinks are on in. Yeah,
0: yeah. You can pour them on me, and me. I don't care. Hell
1: yeah hang out bro i like that guy
0: fuck yeah that's great that's right we are the best and there are a lot of shitty podcasts out there
1: hell yeah i I wanna i wanna (laughs) fucking throw down some drinks with jason and atkin how do you like those apples yeah Yeah.
0: hell yeah fuck
1: yeah i'm the house with for you from you (laughs) but wait
0: there is a yeah i just want to say thank you jay that was a great one i uh I even I, I wrote him a message after I read that. I was like wow man that was really awesome and, and he's like, Oh no problem, man. I'm glad you liked it. So real cool dude. Thank you, Jason. Right on. Very very much appreciated here. And now this next one.
1: Damn, and we got my, three at, of
0: them. Yeah. At first I thought, Oh my god. It's another fucking rewrite from this son of a bitch. Cause I just saw the name. It says Jacobs. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Because you know he's done like four or five different reviews for us. He keeps on changing, depending on when his meds kick in. Oh, you know, and you're I, talking
1: about Andrew Jacobs.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I thought at first because I saw the Jacobs. Turns out this is his wife. Oh. It, it's Piggy Jacobs, and she left, and she left a five-star review entitled "One." Of the best rock metal podcasts, Ugh. yeah,
1: I'm not liking this one.
0: Yeah, so uh, Piggy says, and I quote, "I quote, oink oink oink, oink oink oink." No, I'm just
1: kidding. You <laughs> Oink. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I,
1: I oink. <laughs> and I oink.
0: <laughs> and I oink. This is Piggy Jacobs here. With the review of the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, even though Rock and Metal Combat podcast co-host Ian Wadley and my husband have had and still have a very ugly feud going on between them, for the sake of the upcoming Nashville Rock and Pod Expo Two, which so many Rock and Metal Combat podcast uh, uh, dedicated listeners have graciously donated to and for the simple fact that the rock and metal combat podcast is one of the best rock and metal podcasts going. I wanted to give them this five-star review. I often get very wet when you play Melissa Etheridge's come to my window. It makes me wish I was banging a real chick and not the one that I'm fucking married to. Jesus Christ. Why does he have to be a Jew and not a Mexican? Then I could call Trump and have his ass thrown in a fucking cage where he belongs. Anyway, best of luck and keep that Lesbo rock coming. It really turns me on. Piggy Jacobs.
1: I guess that was past tense because now Trump uh, signed a bill to have the families all together.
0: So now I don't know what you got to do about that guy, Piggy. I guess just fucking, you know, just leave them. Just pick a woman and go.
1: I would say something about that, Ian, but I'm <coughs> better than that.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. But, and here's some other bad news, though, that I just found out. That we're not going to meet either Piggy or Andrew because they backed out of going to the Rock and Pod Expo. Like many said, they weren't even going to go. Turns out that they're not. Because uh, his beloved Trump, you know, those cuts to uh, Obamacare, I guess that affects his disability check. So now, you know, he can't afford to go. Plus, uh, Chris Senzak learned a little lesson. Always get a contract. Because, Andrew, you know, they tried to change the terms of the agreement of him showing up. Oh, you should have fucking seen it. Uh, His wife wanted an assortment of flannel shirts. Uh, n- no brown ones. Every other color of flannel shirt, though. Uh, a buffet. I mean, it, it was just ridiculous, and he wanted money up front. So uh, they they had to cancel Andrew Jacobs' appearance, and 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 Piggy can't come either.
1: Oh man, so. she bought that pant suit for nothing. <laughs> oh no, I thought I was better than that.
0: Oh, come to my window. Uh, So there's our reviews Thank you anyway Piggy Thanks for playing Uh, Alright man We appreciate all those iTunes Thank you Jason Smith Thank you Sean Aiken. Man means a lot And keep them coming So we can keep reading them Yeah Alrighty Well now we'll get to The reason The potential reason (laughs) That my voice is gone
1: Constant Uh, review Review (laughs)
0: Uh, Cue the effects Uh, Yes, on Monday I went and saw uh, Not the Slayer Farewell Tour This was an off night It was uh, Sworn Enemy, Testament And Anthrax uh, Which is nice because I saw The set list that both Those bands are doing On uh, the Slayer Tour And both of them are only playing seven songs
1: so did you, know, you see? Did you see Sworn Enemy? Uh, yeah. I, I I mean I I think I went
0: out to have a smoke while they were playing too. But... Oh,
1: so you didn't actually watch <laughs> Andrew Jacob sing?
0: <laughs> yeah, I watched some of it. They ended with a cool cover of uh, Biohazard's uh, uh, oh, Punisher. Oh, yeah. yeah. How could that be cool? <laughs> I love that song. Yeah. But they were they were a little. I don't know. You could tell they were going for that. Um, like, hate breed kind of hardcore thing, you know, just not not really my bag. Not horrible, but not really what I'm into. Uh, then Testament came out. Unfortunately, the show started a lot later than it was supposed to, and I was excited about the early start time because I thought that was going to mean longer set lists, uh, or longer sets from Testament and Anthrax, which they did play longer than what it was on you know, the Slayer tour, but not by a lot. Uh, but Testament came out, and musically they sounded awesome. But uh, Chuck Billy, now I don't think it was Chuck's voice, I just think the guy working the booth just didn't have the mix right. Because I've seen Testament a bunch of times, Chuck always sounds amazing, but... Uh, I don't know, it just wasn't working for me sound-wise. But guitar, oh my god, fucking Skullnick was fucking killing it. Gene Hoagland was fucking amazing. Uh, Peterson was great. Fucking, uh, that, that, uh, the Giorgio on fucking bass, man. Yeah, everybody was killing it, but I just, I, I didn't hear Chuck that great. But it could have been, during them I was up in the balcony, but there was like, You know, there was too many fucking people. I didn't think there was going to be a lot of people for a Monday night show. But goddamn did people turn out. And I think it's because, you know, Anthrax doesn't play New Orleans that often. Joey said he hasn't been in New Orleans since 95. Uh, And I don't know the last time. I know Anthrax hasn't been here since 2008 because I've been here since then. and, And they've never been through. But man, you couldn't fit another motherfucker in the House of Blues. Uh, but uh, yeah, Testament was good. The uh, decent set list. I mean, a little, a little heavy on the new songs, but I liked the new songs. Uh, but I would have rather heard a couple more classics. But I did. You know, I was looking online. I, uh, you know, I, I like going on uh, setlist.com and stuff to see what bands are playing, so I know when I can go pee and shit. But it was interesting seeing it the next day. Because I guess it's like Wikipedia, you know, it's just whatever somebody types in. Because the guy didn't have the set list right. Uh, you know, he forgot to mention some shit that they played. I think he mentioned one that they didn't play. Maybe he just wasn't that familiar with Testament. But, uh, but like, it was good. They had some sound problems for a while that sucked too. For about two minutes, uh, Peterson's rig went down while Skoldick just sat there and played, uh, Lord of this world by Black Sabbath it was funny because the guy mistakenly put on set list that they're playing Into the Void but it wasn't (laughs) Uh, so he doesn't know it's Sabbath either but uh, but it it was a good show but man then Anthrax came on and I decided for Anthrax I was like fuck it man I'm I'm getting down there and eventually got my way you know to second row you know first row was all the people who've been there you know the whole fucking show All guys either protecting their daughters or their fucking, you know, girlfriends and shit. Uh, But I was right fucking there. They came out and kicked fucking ass. I've seen Anthrax so many times with John Bush, and they were always, always great live, man. I love John Bush. But my first time seeing him with Joey, it just fucking blew my mind how good he sounded. And how good the rest of the band was, you know. And I was worried, fuck, is, is uh, Benente going to be playing? Because, you know, he's been missing a lot of shows the last couple tours. Between all his legal bullshit with his, I guess, soon-to-be ex-wife. And, you know, and then he's got, uh, like, tendinitis or, or some shit, you know. He's got some fucking health issues. But he played and he fucking ripped. Frank Bello was a madman as always scott ian seemed to be in a good mood didn't complain and and man that john dennis or dennison or whatever the fuck his name is dude from shadows fall holy fuck, was he on fire and man he played all the songs note for note didn't fuck with any of them man played it uh by far the best guitar player i've ever seen with him because i saw him with paul crook I saw him with that uh, Rob or whatever the fuck his name is, uh, you know, and they were good. And, and I saw him with Dan Spitz too. Uh, but man, this this guy did the best out of even Danny. I, I thought, you know, I mean, he was just phenomenal. Uh, set list a little a little predictable, but they've been doing that for fucking years. But it was nice. I've never heard him play Medusa before. And that was, you know, that was great hearing that one. Uh, Be All, End All was really fucking good live. Uh, You know, and all the classics were good. You know, and it was a really cool pit. Uh, I got around and moshed and and, and ran around and shit. And everybody was just having like, it was like a good pit. Nobody was trying to hurt anybody. Uh, You know, but people were still moshing. But nobody was being a dick, man. It was it was really cool, man. If somebody went down, somebody helped him up right away. Uh, so I was really happy with that. A lot of young people there uh, and a lot of young people who knew every fucking word, you know. So that was cool to see, you know. Uh, gl- glad to see young people, uh, you know, listening to it and, and, and really knowing it. I saw a lot of people in anthrax shirts and young kids with anthrax battle vest i was like yeah i wonder how much they rip man those fucking kids knew every fucking song knew every fucking word didn't matter what album it was from and uh it was real made you feel good you know made a lot of mosh pit buddies and shit uh so i'm, I'm really glad i went and uh, i highly recommend anybody uh whether you see him on slayer's farewell tour or you can catch him on one of these off dates uh that's what I'd really recommend is trying to do that, you know, because that way you get more songs out of these guys. And I mean, both of them, I'd rather see either one of them do a headlining show because I really want long set lists from both of these bands. You know, the last couple times I saw Testament, they were headlining, and it was really nice to get a lot longer show out of them and a deeper set list. And the same could be said for Anthrax. But I can't remember the last time Anthrax headlined it, like actually headlined a tour, that you know they weren't even just like co-headlining. Uh, so good luck there. But man, it, it doesn't matter. They're playing absolutely fantastic. I did get the the new uh, DVD that they put out. There's some signed copies. Uh, I mean, they're pre-signed, but I, but I got one of those and uh, looking forward to watching that. So I highly recommend you go.
1: Right on, right on. Yeah, I, I never, you know, I goof on Anthrax a lot, but eh, they're always good live. That, that's, I don't think I've ever said that before, but I've never really been disappointed in an Anthrax show. Uh, they, you know, they always, they always give you a good show. There's a lot of energy up on that stage, and even though I'm not a big fan of their set list. But, you know, Be All End All is a good, and Medusa, yeah, those are good additions. And, uh... Uh, that's cool, dude. It's cool that you finally saw him with Joey, because I know you. Always yeah, been, you always yeah. been crying like a bitch about it. So now you like can, a bitch. Now you can fucking be a man. Be a man. You saw yeah. fucking Antarctica with Joey, so stop being a bitch.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I'll stop. But uh, also something awesome that happened this week is uh, your Kiss YouTube page that has been doing amazing. Almost Human Fifty Six. You've had such big success with your recent Vinnie Vincent episodes that were very controversial and very popular, but you just put out a brand-new documentary uh, that is doing even better, I believe, right?
1: Uh, it, it is the fastest uh, rising thing I ever put up on Almost Human 56. It's um, I put it up, uh, when was it that I put it up? On Saturday. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Four days later... We're at 25,000 views. I'm sure by this time errors it'll probably be higher than that. I can't believe the amount of numbers it's got and the amount of praise it's got. And I made that uh, when you watch everybody, everybody that sees it, everybody thinks. Have you seen it yet, by the way? No, I have not. I'm sorry. But I I liked it uh, because I know I'm going to like it. Yeah, everybody that has seen it thinks that I took it. Man, very detailed must have took you forever, you know when you watch it I know you guys are gonna believe me when you watch it, but it took me Roughly four days and in those four days. I did it within like two hours a day and uh, Because the reason why I did it kind of quick was because all just about like 90% of that footage you see in the documentaries already in my computer so it was very easy to, you know, compile. I think the the longest part was me narrating it, and uh, yeah, everybody it's everybody's loving it. There's been two three complaints, but what do you expect, you know? Uh, everybody and and some of those com- uh, complaints are kind of legitimate because um, it is my first attempt at doing a documentary, so of course it's going to be trial and error. But I'm not going to mention what I think. It is I mean, I'll let you all judge it But for the most part, you know, I think uh, Well most part. Yeah, you know, here's the thing uh, and and I join Ian as well in, in the bitching about kiss fans we bitch about Kiss fans because that's all they want to see and blah 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 and blah 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 but in my YouTube page I gotta say man. It is they're so cool There's so many cool Kiss fans out there that really do agree with me and hate certain segments of kiss and not all of them are sheeple you know, there's there's a lot of people that and that's probably why my uh, Page is so successful is because a lot of people love the fact that I don't hold back and a lot of people are like I may not disagree with you I mean uh, agree with you on everything But I love that you speak your mind and and I hey, I don't like this a kiss and you like that You know, so it's like, not all of, not everybody is like complete sheep. But yes, I have many, many haters that have come out of the woodwork because of the Vinnie Vincent stuff. So I could put up a video now saying, hey everybody, the sky is blue. And that's it, and it'll get dislikes. You know, it doesn't matter what I say, it'll get dislikes. But it's amazing, if you go look at my videos, it's like, you know, 800 likes with 12 dislikes. The you know, odds are pretty fucking good there, you know.
0: Uh, you know, and I've found that some some Kiss fans just act a certain way online, but they're they're different in real life. Like they'll admit some shit, you know, off mic or you know when they're hidden, you know, on on you know on the keyboard and shit. I I recently did a in a episode with Ken Mills for the people who donate. The Rock and Pod Expo, you know, yeah, that special VIP group. And he told me off mic, I was like, God damn, is is there anything you listen to besides Kiss? You're just Kiss, Kiss, Kiss. He goes, Actually, actually," he goes, I've only heard like three fucking albums. He He goes, and I wasn't that impressed. I just know that they're really popular, so I act like I like them. You know, Ken Mills, Ken Mills told me that. He's not even a, yeah, he doesn't even listen to Kiss, you know, but he just. He just knows you people online will, will will buy anything, you know. But uh, you know, hey, that was that was in strict confidence. So everybody listen to this, don't 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 say I told you, you know. He really hates the elder. True uh, story.
1: Well, who don't except for me and uh and Terrence and Bill
0: <laughs> and Andrew Jacobs.
1: All four of us made us bought thousands of them.
0: And what's crazy <laughs> is I've 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 you know, looking at the numbers now for your document, more people have seen your documentary than actually bought the elder.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you're like bigger than kiss now.
1: Yeah. uh, And
0: and what about your subscribers, man? In the last month you've gone through the roof. huh? It's
1: over a thousand subscribers in less than a month. And that's incredible. It's like the past day, a couple days. It's like a hundred a day. It's fucking insane. It is crazy, man, that the amount of uh, people pouring in pouring in and, and also the Facebook page is getting more requests than ever and uh, And you know, you know what it is and 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 I, I uh, pride on Not mentioning a certain podcast Which I'm not but you know, there's been several people that say, you know, I am like the, the alternative to that podcast because um you know, I, there's nothing. I, there's nothing that I I have nothing to lose. I have nothing, nobody to kiss. Oh, let me not say this, because you know, I might piss off Paul Stanley. I mean, I've even said shit about Ace Frehley, and that's my favorite member of Kiss, and Peter Chris, and you know, you name it. Every member of Kiss I've said something about, you know, negative, and people like that. People really enjoy that. I really don't hold back, and because, you know, seriously, what the fuck do I have to lose, you know? Except maybe my youtube page, which will suck if that'll go away But well, how could,
0: you wouldn't lose that. Uh, I hope not. I hope
1: you know the star child doesn't get like uh, stand up his vagina and, and, and You know come down on my page you know? And and also everybody out there I advise you to go look at it now because chances are it might you know cuz somebody made a video on YouTube about like reviewed my Reviewed my my documentary, and I got a lot of hits too, and a lot of comments, and and in the documentary, the guy says, "So go check out this now because the whole the whole documentary is kiss music, and it might be taken down." He he makes a point because if it does get way too pop, let's say, because it sound, dude, to me, I mean. I'm really, I'm not really the type of person that looks at my numbers, but when when it gets like that, you can't help but going, holy fuck, I just put this up yesterday, it's at 5,000 views. Oh shit, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, now it's, you know, it's like fucking over 5,000 views a day. You know and I'm thinking? If this shit goes viral, yeah, it might be taken down because I'm using copyrighted music, you know what I mean? And uh, watch it till the end because the credits are quite hilarious.
0: And, and and if you if you like these videos, man, make sure you hit like, you hit subscribe, and hey, check out our Rock and Metal Combat podcast page because we have five viewers there, and we want to take it to six.
1: Yeah, that's a shame. It, it really does. because I, uh, I put I put way more effort into the podcast YouTube page than the Kiss one. I really do, uh, and uh, it it's not paying off anymore. I'm not saying that I'm stopping. I'm gonna have more episodes in the future, but here's a, here's another thing unfortunate about the podcast page uh, was because of my um, My great computer crash From a while ago. I lost all those unedited episodes So I got to start from scratch and I don't want to put up a Video version of one of our episodes that we did recently. I'd like to put them up like a year later. So it'll be like a while before you see a, a new episode But yeah, me and Ian did a YouTube review thing not too long ago that I still haven't gone around to making it But I will you know, there will be videos put up but not like every Wednesday But you know, I'd say roughly around a year from now We'll get back to to the swing, but you know, we'll still come up with wacky things to put up uh, on the YouTube page It's just <clears throat> I'm taking a break plus because of the huge success of my uh, Larger than life. That's the name of it larger than life documentary now. I'm in the process of making a black Sabbath one and It's gonna rule but this one I mean black Sabbath is my favorite band so and this will take time because I don't I only got like two or three black Sabbath videos in my computer and uh, It's just awesome because you know and and it's not I'm not even at war with this uh, podcast at all, actually, one of the three of the podcasts uh, personally wrote me not too long ago, and had a nice little chat. He's a big Cheap Trick fan, and we've had you know chat. He's always been on my uh, Facebook page, and I have absolutely no problem. I have absolutely no problem with that podcast. I just don't listen to it, you know, because. Uh, one person in the podcast is whole the whole thing is uh, you know, it's fishy, you know It's somebody that wants to start shit and I know I know myself I'll probably end up, you know getting upset and say something. And I don't want to be uh, I, Let me put it this way I want to remain I want to get away from that hook because it might have something tasty on it one day And I w- may want to bite on it. So best thing to do is stay away and everybody that bitches about that podcast seriously you, you it, I blame you more than that podcast because if you have any complaint just don't listen to it that's their biggest nightmare if you do what I do but you won't you give them you know you listen you listen you listen you have no right to complain if you keep listening am I right Ian exactly <laughs> You said <egg. laughs>
0: and uh in the meantime come to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast YouTube page where soon we are going to change the title of every episode and just put documentary part two.
1: Yeah. Larger than life. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. We review uh, Hot in the Shade and it'll get like thousands and thousands of listens.
1: And speaking of KISS reviews, uh, there is plans of doing a review on Rock and Roll Over with Bill Wang which is only going to the VIP, uh, so you have to pay ten bucks to hear it, right, Ian? Something like that.
0: Correct, Mundo. Or if you've already donated ten or more, automatically you'll yeah, hear it.
1: Automatically but, you'll hear it. So it's going to be a great one, and it's never going to be aired. It's going to be our lost episode. It's only going to be heard there, you know.
0: And if there's anybody who's donated so far, ten dollars or more, that is not already uh, on the VIP page. Uh, please hit me up and let me know. I will add you to it. But I do have to be... uh, We have to be friends on Facebook for me to add you. So if not, uh, send me a friend invite, and then I can add you. And if you want to unfriend me after that, feel free. So, there you go.
1: Yeah, if you like Trump, you'd really want to unfriend (laughs) me.
0: Yes, he corrects sir.
1: All right, so we got any news? Oh, yeah,
0: we got some news. Holy shit. Is this some drama-rama? And, and, and how fitting it happened around Father's Day.
1: Oh, Ooh. God, this is great.
0: Tommy Lee.
1: Yeah, I love this.
0: Good golly, Miss Molly. Uh, well, Tommy Lee came out on Father's Day and just basically started shit all over again with his son who just kicked his ass back in March. Uh, basically, you know, saying how great his dad was and how he wa- tried to be as great as him, but sometimes kids are assholes and, you know, kept doing, you know, doing this passive aggressive shit, you know, where like, I love my sons, you know, but they're assholes and their mother spoils, you know, this kind of shit. Basically just starting this shit all over again. And then his son retaliated, uh, retaliated and, uh put up the video he took of his dad after he knocked him out, you know, and he's saying stuff like, what's wrong, Tom? Tommy, you look a little sleepy, ha, 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 and uh, shit like that, and I, I, you know, as a father and soon to be a grandfather, I find the whole thing uh, despicable on all their accounts. It's really hard uh, to even make a joke about it, but we will, because uh, <laughs> we're assholes, uh, especially me. But, uh, yeah, and then it kept going back and forth. And then, you know, uh, a few days later, uh, Tommy uh, tweeted, you know, rehab for son, $130,000. Birthday party for son's 21st birthday, a uh, year later, $40,000. Medical bills after son knocks father unconscious and uses alcoholism as a scapegoat, $10,000 son acted like a, a victim on social media on Father's Day priceless and then he had a picture of him dropping a mic and uh I, I mean this is just pathetic I can't stand it when anybody puts their fucking personal wham-wham shit on Facebook I really can't It's to me it's so desperate and pathetic uh you know but it, you know, it's even funnier when famous people do it uh you know, because you know that shit's gonna go everywhere. You know, when Andrew Jacobs does it, nobody gives a shit except us. You know, we'll laugh at it. But uh, you know, and, and then Brandon comes back, and you know, he he is offering now to pay for his dad's rehab, wow. which I, which I, I, I you didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. He put one up the next day, like saying, uh, you know, Dad, thank you for my rehab. Uh, I'm now. You know, two years sober, and my life has, is, is, you know, gotten better and better every day. And uh, I offer to repay you the favor and pay for your rehab. Uh, so, uh, you, you know, know,
1: you know, after rehab, you know what also got better? His right hook. <laughs> but I'm <Ba-dum-bum>.
0: uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe Tommy was just punch drunk. Maybe it wasn't the booze. But, uh, yeah, it keeps going back and forth, man. It's, it's, it really is pathetic that, you know, that's these two r- relationship, you know. But, uh, you know, like the kid brought up good points, you know, like he just had a birthday two weeks before Father's Day. And Tommy didn't call him and wish him happy birthday. Uh, and, uh, you know, then he says Tommy just got all pissed off because he didn't call him on Father's Day.
1: Yeah, which is pathetic. Yeah. It's, your, it's your kid. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if he punch you or whatever. If if you didn't call him on, on your on his birthday, don't expect that fucker to call you on Father's Day. Right. I, 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 you know what it is? It's because he's spoiled. He's spoiled, yeah. he's a big spoiled rock star that gets all this attention. You know, and he expects it from even people that knocked him out a couple days ago. Uh
0: I, I don't know. I think the real culprit uh here is Pamela Anderson, because it just seems like anybody who's inside her pussy turns into a real asshole, you know, yeah. it, don't, it don't matter if you go into her, or you come out of her, you know, you act like a little fucking bitch, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm sure Brandon's got some fucking daddy issues and stuff like that, but you know what, you're 21, you're not fucking 14, and he's acting like a fucking kid, man, and putting up. Even if something did happen and you hit your dad, putting that up on fucking, uh, you know, social media is despicable. And I don't give a fuck what he did at your fucking dad, you know. But, you know, same thing goes for Tommy. I don't give a fuck what your kid did to you. Call him on his fucking birthday. You know, they both seem like pieces of shit to me.
1: What, you call me a piece of shit, dude? I don't know my son's number. I don't even know (laughs) where the fuck he is. I don't even know who he is.
0: See, you're just making that up because you use... What are they called? Rubbers? I have no fucking idea. Yeah, but they break, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, this is just despicable. But, as it turns out, uh, still wasn't a bad week for Tommy Lee. This just came in now. Uh, I don't know how recently you went on Blabbermouth. No, I
1: didn't. I haven't gone on there
0: today. Okay, well, each member... Original member of Motley Crue is getting ready to make a quarter of a million dollars. Woo. Yes. The band is getting paid $1 million to perform one song.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Donald Trump is paying Motley Crue a million dollars to play first band on the moon at the inaugural ball of Space Force.
1: Yeah. Tommy got to learn that, fucker. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I know. He didn't even play on it, and he's getting paid a quarter of a million dollars to kick off Space Force.
1: That's the, awesome.
0: The sixth branch of the military.
1: Kick ass! Congrats, S- Motley Cruz.
0: Yeah, and that's got to make Brandon happy because now Tommy can afford his own rehab, and he well, can say he can save his money that he never earned.
1: No, actually, that money's going into the uh, the recent divorce uh, that's coming up though. Coming up the Pike, because he's about to get married. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder how long that one's going (laughs) to last. By the time he's done with First Man on the Moon learning it, he's going to start paying her alimony.
0: (laughs) Do you think out of spite on the next record uh, that Tommy makes, he's going to write a song for his other son?
1: I bet you it's better than the last one. He'll be more pissed off. It'll have guitars and stuff.
0: No, it's going to have samples.
1: (laughs) I'll still take it over that piece of crap. Come on, man. Uh, You know, say what you want about that kid. But fuck, man. He came into the world with that song. Fuck (laughs) up anybody. And by the way, speaking of that song, how about about us playing, again, the, the Brandon Lee song? I did this in a past episode. When he knocked out his dad, he... After he knocked him out, he ran to the recording studio and wrote a song about Tommy Lee. I played it on a past episode. In case you didn't hear it, uh, here it is again. Daddy! I hate you! I hate you! These are my. Up, that's a beautiful little ditty there, man. I got to say. And I like it more than Brandon because it's like much shorter.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But as you could tell, he sampled Brandon. <laughs> and, and
0: and not to be outdone, Tommy's ex-wife got thrown in the loony bin this week.
1: I heard about that, man. Oh, my God. I got to hook up with her. Crazy yeah. chicks are way better in bed.
0: Yeah. Heather Locklear apparently attacked her parents and then threatened to kill herself. And uh they put her on the third floor
1: <laughs> I,
0: craziness out there
1: call me call me Heather baby you know she listens see uh, what happens when you listen to too much motley Crue? yeah you end up listening to us. <laughs>
0: oh all right let's get it
1: let's I'll get make, away from here I'll make you my TJ hooker <laughs>
0: uh. The original, all surviving original members of Foreigner are going to reunite at Sturgis this year.
1: Oh, you, you mean some of them died?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I think there's two.
1: Foreigner's uh, one of those bands, it's like they're nameless. It's like that band uh, Ghost. You know, yeah. it's like you don't know who the fuck they are. On the, the original right. Foreigner, and I, I own that vinyl, by the way. You look at that vinyl, it's like, I only I only know Lou Graham and Mick Jones. I don't know the rest of these guys.
0: Right. Well, the, the surviving—I know one's dead for sure, and I think it might be two—but uh, all all uh, surviving members will join for this show. Previously on this last tour, uh, you know, different members would show up at different shows and do a song or two. But at this one, you're going to see both incarnations of Foreigner. But there will be like a, you know, long set that's going to feature just the original band. Uh, so, and that's the only show they have planned so far, but that's going to be at Sturgis. So, all you bikers, go check out uh, Foreigner.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I'm looking. I'm looking here online. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I found it. The guy that died in Foreigner, his name is XXX Tenechion. Whatever. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: the rapper. From yeah, he
1: just died. <laughs> A bullet to the head. Oh. All
0: right. Well, Sebastian Box says he was urged by Robert Shahilo and his manager and his accountant to reconnect with former bandmates
1: in Skid Row. You know, I actually listened to that interview and he said something very interesting. Very, uh, I mean, shocking for Sebastian to make sense. He was like, look, man. I'm I'm in the Trailer Park Boys. There's 40 people, uh, you know, making the Trailer Park Boys. I get along with all of them. I I do Gilmore Girls. There's like 50 people on this set. I get along with every one of them. And these four guys, I just can't get along with. And you know, even the guy interviewing them saying, "Hey man, you know that uh oh, what's the band that's out there? Some band's out there going. They all travel in separate buses, you know. Of course, Skid Row probably can't afford that." But But he was like, and then he went to a party and Robert Trujillo said, just text something nice to them. And he said, but I did that already. He goes, well, do it again. So he said, okay. So he went home and he texts the Skid Row guy saying, hey guys, I hope everybody's okay. Hey listen, next year is going to be the 30th anniversary of the first Skid Row album. Why don't we uh, release like one of those, you know, deluxe editions? Where we put, oh, O's, say, can we scream on it? You know, yeah. bonus tracks, all that shit. And let's just, re- he's not asking to come back. And he even made a good point saying, you know, there's bands that hate each other that, like Pantera, for instance. They still release stuff. And Vinny right. and, and and Phil don't even talk to each other. But there's always special editions, uh, anniversary edition albums, released left and right. And you know, the, I mean, those guys, I think Vinny hates fucking Phil more than these guys will ever hate Sebastian. Right. And none of them wrote him back. And and, and he, you know, and even Special goes, he's like, God, I, I don't get it. And And look, I get the reason why they don't want to get back with Sebastian. I get it. You know, the guy, they find him annoying. Snake even said that. But, man, this is something you don't even have to deal with the guy, and you can make some money. I don't think you'll make a lot of money, but you'll wait, make way more than, you know, your world domination shit. Because I happen to think those EPs are incredible. But the thing is that if you don't have Sebastian Bach, the mass public ain't going to give a fuck what you release. I will, because I'm very happy with the direction they've taken with the two last E P. But not everybody... Look, man... They can release the greatest album tomorrow, and and people will still will not give a fuck because it's not Sebastian Bach, which is a shame, you know. Hello. <laughs> well, well, you're never you you admitted you're not a big Skid Row fan. Nope. But if you were a Skid Row fan, and I, I have a feeling that you would dig these, you'd give these EPs a the chance and actually like them, because I, oh. I don't I don't see I don't see you as one of these fucking, ah, well, if it ain't that guy, I don't care, you know, unless
0: it's Guns N' Roses. If it was good, I'll give it a try. I think I listened to a little bit of it, and I saw him with Johnny Salinger, and it just did nothing for me. And I like a few songs, and I thought they were great live with Sebastian. You know, you know that's what turned me around. I really hated him until I saw him live. That's the only reason I gave him a chance. But I, I'm just not big enough fan to, to give a flying fuck, you know? But... I would give a, you know, if they did a new album with with, uh, Sebastian, I'd give it a listen. But if they do this project, and and I I see where they're coming from, because, you know, the original members, at least Rachel and, and Snake, they're not starving. They both did good with the money that they made. They were smart about it. So they're not broke. And they keep trying to force this. We don't need him. We don't need him. We don't need him. Well, if they put this shit out and it does successful way more than than any of the other shit they're putting out, that just goes right back and gives Sebastian more fire and and all the critics more fire to see. this is the only time people give a shit about you. They're just being stubborn, and they can afford to be stubborn. If they were broke, this would have happened by now.
1: See, you make a good point. I didn't think of that, so... I, I I think you're right. I think when they saw that I go, yeah, if we put this out, I'll put the spotlight on this asshole again, and then it'll just reignite people saying, Get Sebastian back. Yeah, ah, hey man, you're you're quite intelligent there, Ian. I didn't think of it that way.
0: I drink and I know things.
1: That's right. You're no freedom <laughs> I'm smart.
0: Not like everybody says. I'm I know smart. it was you.
1: I knew it was you. <laughs> it's
0: not the way I wanted it. <laughs> all right well uh speaking of Ghost, uh tobias Ford, who it's now oh
1: my god i can't stop listening to that last album it's a right. drug it may be my favorite ghost now
0: i i get uh well it's still the first one for me but i love it. and uh as i said i think in, in past episodes it's made me go back and listen to the albums that initially didn't really grab me and I had a whole new appreciation for him, man. And I liked them a lot better. Uh, and, and I'm excited. I think tomorrow I finally get my uh, vinyl in the mail, the special edition that comes with the 45. Too. Motherfucker,
1: I didn't get that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got that one. Uh, oh, what's,
1: what's the bonus one? Uh, it's a sin.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's a sin. Is the A side and the B side is Avalanche, a cover of Leonard Cohen.
1: See now I'm gonna have to buy it again. I love It's a Sin because Mr. X just sent me the the MP3 where it brought that bonus track and I was like, Right. What is that the Pet Shop Boys song? Yeah, yes it is. Like, yes it Fuck is. it's good. Now I gotta go listen to Pet Shop Boys. Version. I'm sure that sucks. But man, you, this shit's good.
0: You weren't familiar with the original?
1: Uh, maybe, but you know I remember the Pet Shop Boys back in the day. I may have right. heard it, but I, I listened to it. You know them doing it. I actually thought i was like yeah i bet you this is probably the pet shop boys song because of the melody, but it rocked man it was really good i was like fuck, man, man i'm really into ghost town more than ever and yes i love the first album that's i just lost touch i just nothing after that really did it for me but now it's like fuck, i'm gonna give all those albums another chance
0: you haven't gone back yet and listened to the other ones
1: no, because I'm too hooked on the new one, man. Oh, hey. And Mr. X sent me all the other ones, which yeah. I want to I wanna go and listen to it.
0: And bonus editions at all, at that.
1: Yeah, how do you know? <laughs> uh, you know, we, we talk. We talk. Anyway, so so uh, I've been listening to the new one, and it's like I can't turn it off to listen to the older ones yet. And I just purchased my ticket to see them here in uh, the same place I saw them last time. It'll be the second time I'm seeing them at the Fillmore, which is the most amazing venue here in South Florida, because it's, you know, this is a place that has Russian ballet and, you know, all these other, you know, high-tech and, you know, fancy schmancy, like Sting will be playing there soon. Amazing acoustics, amazing, you know, great, great, huge place with chandeliers, it's top-notch place. It used to be the Jackie Gleason Theater. And that's where they, they uh, filmed uh, the honeymoon was, was there.
0: Right.
1: And, and uh, it's a historic place, and uh, so I got my ticket. I, I don't know. That's way down in November or some shit. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I used you either see him a few days before me, or a few days after. But I get to see him at the same place you and me saw uh, Noel Gallagher. Yeah,
1: so that, and, that'll, that'll yeah. Be good. It's gonna be great. And and Jackie Gleason Theater, uh, Fillmore is literally like a, a five minute walk to my job. I mean, my job is just five minutes away, walking. It's about 30 seconds' drive away. And uh, it's on a Saturday. I have to work Saturday nights. Fuck well, okay, it, dude. I, I told my job, look, I might be a little late, you know, for that one. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. I can't wait, you know? Right. Because, you know, I got to admit, the last time I saw Ghost, I was like, eh. I liked them when they played the songs off the first album, but I, I wasn't digging. I am not. I don't know those other songs. Right. And, uh, but shit to see them play songs from this album I'm very excited
0: and they play a lot off the new album they really Good. do they really do a long show I think they even have an intermission in the middle uh it's I think it's almost 30 songs they play awesome yeah don't and you that,
1: forget about dying I can't wait <laughs> to hear that one
0: uh I can't remember if that I think that might be on, on the set list
1: it better be it's my favorite song now it used <laughs> to be uh the second track but now it's, it's Faith yeah, it yeah, used to be fake, but now this one now is better. Right. Man, on. I love Dance Macabre, man. It's so 80s and so early 80s vibe to it. Pop.
0: It's that one. Awesome. That one grew on me. I really hated that one at first, but it grew on me.
1: And you know the little uh, double entendre in the in the lyrics. I never realized this, where he says, uh, "How does the I want to be with you uh, in the moonlight?" I want to be with you, oh, wait, how did you say it? I forgot.
0: Um, uh, I know what you're talking about, but it's slipping my mind right but now.
1: But he's not saying I want to be with you in the moonlight. He said, I want to bewitch you.
0: Yeah, so, bewitch you. Yeah. I, I
1: thought that's so cool when I finally yeah. figured, I was like, oh, that makes it even cooler. Right. Oh, I love this guy. And I know, dude, I was watching that rats video the other day and I was like, wow, you know what? I absolutely love what Ian hates about this video. I love when he's dancing around and when he does that little thing with his hands back and forth. Holy fuck, that's the the Russian ballet dancing. I was like, this is fucking awesome. I love it.
0: Uh, But uh, what I was getting to is, he's talking about a future collaboration album that he wants to do. Something that's gonna be separate from Ghost. Yeah,
1: I know. It's Uh, gonna be me and him. I know. We've We've been in the talks.
0: Uh, well besides that uh, him and Rob Halford, and I can't find the story because it was on another site it wasn't on Blabbermouth but it's some like death metal guitar player uh, and gonna be something totally different and I can only imagine uh, what that would be like so I hope that sees the light of day and he also already has the next uh, ghost album planned out you know even the story and some of the songs written I mean don't expect it anytime soon but and uh, I'm excited I'll check it out so there you go oh and did you see did you see him do uh, Inner Sandman
1: oh yes I did Uh, he did it with Metallica in the room right
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah it was quite interesting it was weird yeah and I didn't watch it all but I saw the beginning then he went into the actual song right but I liked like the beginning I was like shit it's better than the original oh
0: I know and it's one of those like man I never ever want to hear that fucking song again but I was like let me just check it out see what it's like and I was like oh man I almost wish he would have kept it that way throughout the whole song
1: yeah because when it went into the song I was like alright uh, hold on a second and, and I meant to go back to it but if it would have stayed that way I would have I viewed it all so, right. so did it sound good when he actually went into the song
0: yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it was cool, it was cool, but I, much like you, I kind of like, all right, well, I already know this, you know, and you're not going to out Metallica in that part, but uh, I wish he would have stayed with, you know, the way he did the first uh, cor- uh, the first verse and chorus, because uh, I thought it was a really neat take on it, it made me not mind the song that I'm absolutely sick of. Man, this
1: uh, guy, this guy's a genius, dude. Uh, the new album's fucking genius. Yep.
0: All right, well, Ozzy Osbourne reconnected with guitarist Bernie Torme at the Sweden Rock Festival. And it seems like Ozzy hasn't seen Bernie since Uh, he was the initial replacement for Randy Rhoads.
1: Did he actually know uh, who Bernie was?
0: (laughs) That I don't know. I'm sure somebody had to tell him. Uh, But one person who was there that was very excited to see Bernie was Zach Wild, who happened to see one of the few shows that Bernie did. He saw the Madison Square Garden show where Bernie was playing ah, and placing Randy. So did Eve. Oh really?
1: Yeah, she was at that show too, yeah.
0: Oh, awesome. But uh, yeah, so Zach was really freaking out. Told Bernie, hey man, you were the fucking man that night because you stepped up and you did a hell of a job and uh, you know, I just want to thank you, you know, for helping Ozzy at that time and you know, Zach's so fucking cool. Uh, I thought that was real nice to, you know, let him know, you know, that he thought he did a good job. So. And
1: and did you know, right when uh, Zach was saying that to Bernie, uh, Ozzy walked up and said, "I agree with I agree with Zach. You did great, Jake." Yeah,
0: <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. All right, what else we got going on here? look for something where there's a lot of repeat stories not a lot of actual news
1: oh well let me just say this uh well this is kind of old news but it hasn't come out yet i'm very excited for pick a destiny part two yeah yeah Yeah, i I believe it's coming up like in november
0: I wonder, is it going to get like a real release or is it going to be like a straight-to-video kind of thing? Because, you know, the first one bombed so bad. I saw it in the theater.
1: Yeah, with with three people, right? So did I.
0: Pretty much.
1: Yeah, I was seeing this really evil girl at the time that the only part that she laughed the whole movie was when the kid got spanked by Meatloaf in the beginning. (laughs) She thought that was funny and the rest of the movie wasn't funny. But, uh, oh, man, I love that movie so much. And I think it's become a huge cult classic now. And, uh, that's probably what spurred on this thing. So yeah, it probably won't be released in the theater, but it will be, uh, viewed by the cult because I absolutely love pick a destiny. I think it's a great comedy.
0: Yeah. I thought, I thought it was funny. Um, uh, uh, well, here's something I want to see what you think about this. Dennis DeYoung says he was thoroughly and totally shocked by sticks decision to bring back Mr. Roboto into the set list.
1: I, I I heard that interview too on Eddie Trunk, uh, uh, the whole Dennis Young interview. Man, that guy is so goofy, and he's like so his his humor is so dumb that I can't help but laugh sometimes. And it's not because I'm a fanboy of Dennis Young, believe me. If I heard anybody be that goofy, you know, I mean, there was one part he's like when he was like Eddie Trunk was like, "Weren't weren't you? Uh, you know that uh, there's a top ten of bands that people want in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and number 10 is sticks and he goes oh we overthrew the nitty gritty dirt band <laughs> that's <laughs> and funny like, and I was like I haven't heard that name of that band in fucking like 30 years the nitty gritty dirt band <laughs>
0: that's awesome <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and yeah and, and dude he really really badly wants back in sticks I never seen a guy beg so much I mean, all he did was lather the ass of Tommy Shaw and J. Y. He didn't say nothing bad about him. He kept saying nice thing over and over again. But uh, he's, he's like Sebastian Bach. He's like a nightmare to deal with, according to them.
0: Right, but you know, but I feel it, man. It's his band. He was the primary yeah. songwriter. Uh, and, so and yeah, he,
1: he formed it. He formed it with J. Y. and the uh, Panazzo brothers.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I mean, that's gotta suck to get thrown out of your own band. And you know, he tours and does his thing. Uh, but y- uh, you know how fucking fairweather fans are. It's all about the name.
1: Did you if know? They... Did you know they kicked them out of the band before Paradise Theater? No, that I didn't know. Yes, and you know, and he had the biggest, you know, the biggest hit that stupid song, Babe. Yeah. Was huge, and uh, he wanted the next album to be full of babes, and they kicked them out of the band. And then like, you know, because the management shit, they brought him back and he became even worse. Ah, you need me now, huh? Yeah. And according to Skid Row, it's kind of that way too with Sebastian because they were close to reuniting a couple times and then they asked for re- uh, outrageous demands. They didn't right. go into the details, but it sounds like Sebastian was like, ah, you need me now, huh? Right. But I think Dennis now will behave. I, th- The way he sounded in that interview, it's like Come on, guy. He just wants to do it one time. That's it.
0: Yeah, but and you you know how it'd be, you know, and then that would be a success, and then here comes the nightmare again. And I'm sure that's how it was with Sebastian. I mean, Rob Fusco, even though he the original drummer from Skid Row, he didn't go into detail about what uh, Sebastian did, but he said they were real close, and Sebastian said some shit that was so stupid, and and Rob was so because Rob was always a guy champion getting Sebastian back in and he's like really dude like you pick now to pull that shit you know we're this close and it just showed everybody that he really hasn't changed
1: you know right. yeah it sucks but I mean Dennis Young was even complimenting the Dennis DeYoung scab you know he's saying nice things about him I was like god damn this guy wants back in the band badly right. but I gotta tell you guys out there that, that are fans of Dennis Young or even casual fans you gotta see his band His Tommy Shaw scab guy is fucking incredible that guy's awesome and he discovered him on you know like your classic You know like the journey story. He was in a sticks tribute band the Guy is great, you know and his band is I'll tell you the truth man, and I've seen sticks A few times without Dennis DeYoung and they're amazing live But if I had to choose I'll take Dennis's band over because they're way better dude. They're fucking humongously tight and his wife He's got a wife now, over forty years. That if you watch the behind the music, it's like, oh boy, she hasn't aged well. Look right. at her now, wow, we. Oh she's yeah. Hot. Oh, she's hot all over again.
0: Oh wow, good for her. Yeah. But yeah, I, I always feel bad for people in that situation, though you know. And then there's there there's bands that are on the flip side, like uh, like uh, you know, Poison and, and like Cinderella, where where there's one guy that does all the writing and if he don't agree to it you know nothing happens you know there, there's no Cinderella without Tom Kiefer you know even Poison's dumbass if they don't have fucking Brett Michaels nobody's gonna give a shit about them so you know it sucks when you gotta be nice to somebody you know cause one person does hold all the fucking cards that's gotta suck
1: it would be awesome if Poison would just do a tour without Brett Michaels and hire me that would rule
0: <laughs> well they tried doing it they did a tour with everybody but him and uh, yeah it didn't go over real
1: well yeah but that guy was like no I, what do you mean no no if I join the fucking band I'll be like no 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 we gotta do that mama song I, I gotta go up on, on stage and go no way son and N-O. uh uh-uh. And we gotta do razzmatazz and we gotta do take it outside we gotta do all those classic you guys don't pull out anymore and fuck that dirt talk dirty. Hey, dude, don't expect me to do talk dirty to me or sheep. Or what is it? sheepop bop or loosely, whatever the fuck. Or, or, or <laughs> skinny bop. Ain't no nothing but a good time. No, we're replacing those songs with thrashed iTunes and, <laughs> and my thrashed. I members. you guys have to walk off stage for a while.
0: Uh, there, there was a funny interview I was reading uh, the other week with Bobby Doll, And uh, it was an old interview. It was something on metal sludge.
1: You mean Bobby Dahl took a break from ripping on the bass to do an interview?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and he was talking about it was a tour, I think, in the early 2000s, and they had Sebastian Bach uh, was opening with his solo band. And they're just kind of, you know, the interviewer brought up uh, uh, an, an old interview from like the early 90s, late 80s where he was just slagging on poison you know like that was
1: actually early 2000s you gotta remember early 90s uh he actually walked off the camera he got so mad uh that because he was doing broadway jekyll and hyde oh is that what it was uh, yeah it's not i think it's on youtube because i know i have it on video and he and he brought up poison and the guy and special got so pissed he walked off uh he walked out of the interview
0: well uh you know you know the guy interviewing Bobby Dahl brought that up he's like oh yeah you remember that too he goes yeah he had to eat some crow because now he's opened up for my band (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah. I was like yeah
1: he made a a good point yeah well
0: uh, let's see what else we got going on here Uh,
1: Paul McCartney just turned 76 years old good for him Fuck yeah, Paul McCartney. This is a guy that estimated over a billion dollars. He's the richest rock star ever. And the guy will not stop touring and he does 3-hour sets at 76 years old he's still doing it. God bless that guy. I love Paul McCartney. Last time I saw Paul McCartney was as good as the first time. That guy never disappoints live and he's still doing it. And you got you got to commend a guy that's worth a billion dollars. Just still yeah. want to go out there and play, and still give you like a three-hour set.
0: Yeah, I, I'm so glad he got his fucking catalog back because that was a sacrilege.
1: Oh, you see, so, I did not know that.
0: Well, yeah. How do you think he's got a billion dollars? He got, well, he got, he got that shit back, man.
1: Well, the reason that I didn't put two and two together, Ian, is because I'm an idiot.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh, my bad. Uh, yeah, I, he. Got-
1: I thought he made all that money off uh, say, say, say.
0: Yeah. No, no, that ain't that ain't no wings money there. No, he ended he ended up getting the catalog back when Michael Jackson was forced to sell it. Oh, uh,
1: I did not know that. Oh, so Michael yeah. Michael Jackson was really doing bad, huh? Oh,
0: yeah, man. Well, it, it, It's so weird. Uh, you know, Michael was constantly bringing in money, but he was spending so la- I mean just like retarded shit that he would buy. Uh, You know, almost like, uh, you know, Prince was kind of that same way, too. You know, even when his career, like, the record sales weren't there and and the tours weren't as huge, they they never stopped spending. And even though they make all this money off their royalties, they're spending more than they're getting in. And uh, Jackson had to sell that. You know, you got to remember Neverland got foreclosed on. I didn't know uh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he, had, he had to sell the catalog, and then I think it went up for an auction or something like that. And uh, or it's either went up for auction or somebody else bought it, and then McCartney got it from them. But I believe he got it back in the early 90s, earlier mid-90s, uh, you know, and then there's been so much, you know, you know that that beetle things, that Circus De La Soul shit, and fucking vague. You know, there's all these I huge. Saw it.
1: I saw Oh yeah. Oh, it was great. I saw the Beatle right when it was brand new. I, when I 2008 maybe when they debuted it, and I was there. I saw it.
0: Yeah, that love thing. You know, and then it that love great. album. Yeah, all that shit. You know, and then the Beatles catalog still sells like fucking crazy. So yeah, that that really helped them. You know, and then he does, you know, huge on these fucking tours, you know. I mean, really, his new albums don't sell all that well.
1: His last but... album I liked a lot, New? This is yeah. a good album. a really good album.
0: Yeah. I but... like Th-
1: Flame and Pie the best. Though. Have you heard that one? Yeah,
0: that's a real good one. That was, like, the like
1: best that. one from all the recent ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love Flame and Pie. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, but those don't really sell, you know. No, but, man, no. but, but getting back all those... You know the, the 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 rights to that music, and every time somebody copies it or plays it, he cha ching cha ching cha ching, you know. Uh, so and good for him, man, because he deserves it because he wrote that shit, you know.
1: So he bought it. Uh, did Yoko have anything to do with it? Did she buy a share of it too? Um,
0: I don't think she does, but I think she, I think she still gets money off of Lennon.
1: Well, no, no, of course, because of. Uh... Credit. I mean, I'm sure McCartney was still getting you know, at least songwriting credit, you know. Right, from, right, but he, Michael he,
0: Jackson he gets the he gets the majority of it now. You know, he definitely gets more money than what she gets.
1: Yeah, because I remember he he was pissed because he asked Yoko, "Look, just for yesterday, can it be McCartney Lennon?" And she refused.
0: Yeah, well, which I I don't that that kind of bothered me a little bit because I'm like a just, little
1: bit, you know, he I'm wrote like the goddamn song you wrote the whole thing.
0: Rocky. Right, but you know, but there, there's also other songs that, you know, John, I mean, just you're Lennon McCartney, you know, you're, you're, don't, don't fuck with it, you know, I don't true, know.
1: True, true. No, I agree. I mean, it's a little bit of an ego thing. It's yeah. Like, goddamn, dude. When people listen to Yesterday, they think of Paul McCartney, you know? Right. So get over it, you know, but hey, man, so, what, so whatever, the guy yeah. is a fucking legend, he's a billionaire and he still loves to rock
0: fucking a right yeah i mean if anybody has the right to bitch about it it's him but you know i just hate seeing a squabble like that man i just love seeing that, that Lennon mccartney fucking you know stamp under you know under the riders i mean it's just it's they were the greatest you know greatest band of all time
1: exactly i i, I hate to see feuds i'd like to see in the future the reunited yeah. harmony of wad jacobs
0: yes <laughs> that ain't gonna happen unless it's uh me giving the high hard one to his big wife you know fat bottom girls make the rock and roll go round Mm. (laughs) i'll give her some of that tongue she likes yeah (laughs) all right well on that note let's get into the review
1: shall we all right before before we play this review i gotta say something uh who was it that donated for this review Ian? this was your buddy Tim Bream Tim Bream? You're about to hear me like go off on Tim Bream on this episode. Well uh, We've reunited <laughs> you know, now, now it's fuck Bream is back together uh, I'm not mad at this guy anymore. I wiped the slate clean and there is a future uh, he, he did do a future one that we already recorded as well And I go more into details about our feud being over but I'm still a little harsh on that one But just to let you guys know everything you're about to hear was past sense uh, I'm Nicole with Tim Bream now. I uh, will explain to you on what what was the album? He asked for triumph uh, yes. Stages that mm-hmm. when you listen to that episode You'll hear me talk about you know all the details of our of our squabble being over but uh, On this episode, it's still very much alive
0: yeah. and, and let me just say Here's somebody who, who, who knows at the time he paid for this shit that Ralph hated his ass, and he still bought three episodes, and some of you people who love us ain't even bought one yet. Where are you at? <laughs> God, even, even people who know we hate fucking <laughs> donated to this thing. Where's our people at?
1: Yeah, didn't Justin donate too? <laughs> yeah, he did. And that squabbles over too. The oh. childers the uh partnership is back in effect
0: yes i i'm talking to i I know you're still mad at him but uh yeah i've got over it so
1: no but i i will hey justin me and you i'll wipe the slate clean everything will be cool with you once wadzilla and jacobs gets back together
0: oh sorry justin
1: (laughs) sorry about that oh well never mind (laughs) on that note let's
0: get to the review
1: all right, now it's time to review the 1980. Mmm, fuck. Mmm, this is a tough one. Seven? 88. Oh, I was so close. Fate's uh, Warning No Exit, the debut album with Ray Alder on vocals. And. Uh... Uh, I don't think so. Yes, it is. Don't tell me, boy.
0: No, I think it's Jeff Tate. Oh, okay.
1: My bad. <laughs> and uh yeah i mean I, I i was aware of fate's warning i i owned uh night of the brocken and i owned um oh my god not specter within what's the other one before um awake the guardian oh i i owned those two and then i owned this one and then later i got awaken the guardian and i i mean a specter within and i was like oh fuck this is the best one so like my fourth uh, Fates Warning album I think was uh, Was the best one But you know a lot of people consider No Exit their best one Yes and I've uh, heard that Yeah uh, and but you know what man I gotta say it's damn close You know I, I really really Enjoy this album for many many different reasons uh, But honestly It's you know one of those You know we all have that album Oh man I love that album but goddamn, I haven't heard it forever But we love it anyway You know there's albums that we all love that We really don't go back too much And uh, this is definitely one of them You know, I still listen to Spectre Within Way more And and, uh, the other one uh, Awaken the Guardian But um, yeah, I remember When this first came out And uh, it was um, A VHS I found uh, And um, I mean, I was already, like I said I was already aware of Fate's Warning But I was at uh, a, A specs. Uh, Remember Specs?
0: Specs Music? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they had a video there called Metal Masters, and I saw Death Angel, Fate's Warning, Lizzie Borden, Obsession, Hurricane. I was like, ooh, I got to get this. And I came home, and uh, the video on there was Silent Cries from this album. And I was like, man, this is really good. And, uh, you know, I noticed it wasn't, you know, uh, John Arch. I go, ooh, they got a new singer, you know, so... But I really liked it. I liked it enough that I went and bought the album, and uh, ended up loving it. And and, to, and now uh, going back to listen to this again, you know, for this review, I was like, God damn, this is this is aged wonderfully. I really do uh, still think this album's amazing. Ian, what do you think of this album? Uh, well.
0: Well, th- this is my first time listening uh, to a full Fates Warning album. I But I do remember when this came out, I remember seeing ads for it in magazines and shit like that. But, uh, you know, I'd always look and see, oh, it's on Metal Blade. Uh, it might suck. You know, of course, my opinions change over years. But when I was, you know, a young teenager, uh, I thought that meant like, uh, you know, and I didn't see it on MTV. So I was like, oh, there's a problem. They're not showing it on MTV. Uh, but over the years, I kept seeing people talk about this band and giving it, you know, giving them respect. So uh, it was always one I'd put on the list. Like, you know, one of these days I got to give that band a try. And uh, my one of my good friends from Florida, who is friends with the guy who uh, paid for this review, Tim Bream, uh, my buddy Gary Gunn, he would always go on and on about this album, and he would say, "Oh, you got to check this out. You got to check this out." But at the time, everything he tried to turn me on to that uh, I hadn't heard already, I didn't like. Uh, uh, I remember he really tried to get me into Coroner, and I just didn't get it. Wow. Uh, and this this was in my early 20s. Uh, Coroner, I didn't get that. And then he tried to get me into this band that I believe it's the one Andy Sneap used to be on called Sabat.
1: Oh, I love Sabat. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. the that's the England version of Sabat. There's two Sabats.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was the, the the English version, and those were two. He's like, "Oh, I know you. I know you're gonna love this shit." Uh, and and I didn't get either one of them. And to tell you the truth, I never went back to them. So I don't know if now I, I would dig them. But you know, I remember after hearing those first two, and be like, "Wow, what the fuck is this crap?" Uh, it kind of made me put Fate's Warning even further. On the back burner, but once again, it's one of those bands that keep getting taught. You know, they do have a cult following, and uh, then it was it was one of those times I was getting some records from Doctor X, and I was like, ah, let me let me, let me get to this, some of this Fates Warning. You know, I, I'll get around to it someday. And it was right around the time that the album, let me find the name of it, uh, Darkness in a Different Light, came out. And by that point, they had Joey Vera on on bass. I have mean, not even been with him for a while, but uh, around that time, I was getting more into Armored Saints. So I was like, hey, let me check this out. And uh, I don't think I listened to the full album. You know, I put it on while I was doing shit around the house, but I really dug it. I was like, oh, this ain't too fucking bad, man. I, I need to check these guys out. And as I'm reading more people, you know, you see that there's people who are into uh, the former singer a lot more. You know, like, that's their fate's warning. So I went back and listened to one of those. And I can't remember which one it was. I think it was The the Spectre Within. And I, I just didn't get it. But again, I didn't sit here and, like, pay a lot of attention. I put it on while I'm doing stuff, and i was like, eh, I'm not feeling that. Not feeling that. So, again, they went back on the back burner. Uh but, you know, getting ready for this review. Okay, now I got to do it. Now I got to fully commit. And I, I put this on and I was like, whoa. And I knew this was one that people talked about. You know, a lot of people say this is their best. But I was like, oh, man. But I thought of you while I was listening to this. And I just got these images because I, I know the the wild, like, rock star life you live. And I just envisioned, I knew you liked this. So I'm just envisioning like your apartment, like you come home from work and there's just like all kinds of whores and, you know, rock stars there and fucking drugs and alcohol. And you come home from work and you want them all to leave. So you grab this album, you put it on the turntable and the fucking place just clears out and you can go to bed.
1: (laughs) You know, you know, it's funny before you keep going. Uh, it does kind of, uh, it does kind of uh, intertwine with something I want to say about this album later on. But go ahead. Uh, but no, it just,
0: it, it's kind of my problem with progressive metal and power metal, and I, I kind of weave in and out of phases where I'm like, I know a lot of people like this shit. What am I missing? What am I not getting from this? So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna set some time aside, and I'm gonna to listen to some of this shit. You know, it's it's gonna sink in. I'm gonna get whatever. I was missing from it and I really tried hard with dream theater. I started listening to dream theater a lot and then there would always be something that would just pull me right out of it, you know, and, uh, uh, like, ah, just, this isn't for me. And, uh, I I don't know what it is I, I miss about this shit. You know, what, what I miss that other people get out of it. Uh, there are certain things that I do appreciate about, you know, the genre and what they're doing but there's just something that keeps me uh, from being a full-fledged fan but this was a hard listen and uh, i text you after i listened to it for the first time uh, the first full time i put it on one time to try to get ready for this while i'm doing shit wasn't really paying attention wasn't grabbing like fuck this i want something i like on uh, but then I set time aside, and I was like, I'm going to listen to this and, and see what I got. And it was such a miserable experience. I, I text you, I was like, I don't even think I could listen to this album fucking twice. Uh, but I forced myself to. And on some stuff, my opinion did change, and and, and some I didn't. But uh, yeah, th- this is definitely a hard genre for me, the, the, the progressive shit and the, you know, like, power. I mean, not that this is power, but but, but both these genres I kind of see the same cuz I just see a sea of virgins uh who are who are into this shit. I I don't know. It, it escapes me. This boat has set sailed without me.
1: Well, uh, like Tony Montana said to Manolo when Manolo got a chubby when he first saw Tony Montana's sister. Hey, she not for you, man. <laughs> fly, pelican, fly. <laughs> Come here. Kiss I told you me.
0: I told you to tell him you was a sanitarium, not sanitation.
1: How you going to get a scar like that eating pineapple?
0: <laughs> ah, the TV version.
1: Yes. Okay. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I like this. I wish I didn't, for obvious <laughs> reasons. <laughs> and and I, I will say
0: I'm still not willing uh, to fully give up on this band yet. It's probably <laughs> going to be some time, though, before I give it another shot. But I think what I'm gonna do is I think I'm gonna get more acquainted uh, with the later day material because I really like that one. You know, it's one of, I think it came out in 2013, and they put out some shit since then. But I think I'm gonna get back into that, try to get myself a little bit more into this band before I go back and revisit the past. Uh, but there there's there certain things that that I do respect. I do have some nice things to say about this band, and I got a lot of shit things to say too. Uh, but you know, it it wasn't, you know, like some albums. You just like I hate it. I hate everything about it. And then there's times where you're just like, man, this just ain't my bag. And and, and it's it's more like that than you know. I I'm not I'm not gonna outright trash the band, but you know, not not my favorite album. <laughs> no, that's cool.
1: Well, you know, um, why don't you take track one, the title track, No Exit.
0: Okay, No Exit, which you know. It's, it's no song.
1: Yeah, it's an intro. It, it,
0: it, it's a fucking intro, but as soon as it starts, and I heard those vocals, I was like, oh, dear. Oh, dear. I, I just right away, it's like somebody opened yes. up a dam, and here came a sea of fucking angry, pimply-faced virgins who have never kissed a girl just coming at me. I hear those vocals. I was like, oh, God. Oh, I'm like, oh and that's what I was worried about with this album. I was worried that it was going to be too much, you know, heady shit and not enough below the belt. You know, I like, you know, some. it's got to have, I don't know, uh, like, like, not every song has got to be like, suck me, fuck me. You know, but it's got to have some kind of fucking, you know, either you got a groove or something or it, just something that makes you tingle. You know, and and this just seemed like this is... You know, right off the bat, this is coming from some kid who just sits in his room, doesn't have a lot of friends, and, you know, plays Dungeons & Dragons, you know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't
1: know. Imagine, Ian, and I'm not saying this as a dig, right? but imagine if you never heard of a band called Rush and somebody asked us to review Corescent Steel for the first time, and you heard it, like, weekly for the first time. I think you'd have the same reaction.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, th- that still to this day... Uh, one of I, I don't hate the album, but it, it's I, I never listened to that album.
1: But you would have had the same reaction with Getty Lee, is what I'm meaning to say. Oh, oh, oh! Vocal wise, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean, could be, could be, because you know, I, when I came in, his voice had definitely dropped. As far as Getty Lee's voice is ever going to drop, yeah. Uh, and, and again, this is something that I would probably like more if I grew up with it. Like if I had more of a history. But you know, being you know oh, forty, yeah. being being forty four and hearing it for the first time, uh, yeah, it it, it it was a little rough because there's definitely albums that I, that I admit, you know, I I love it because of the history because where it takes me, uh, you know, is probably greater than the album itself, and uh, you know, but I've already seen that some of my opinions have changed because I actually went through and and listened to it three times. And some, I, I did see myself warming up to some aspects. But right off the bat, I was like, oh, this is gonna fucking hurt. Yeah, not a fan of the first song or those fucking operatic Jeff Tate vocals. You can definitely tell this motherfucker loves some Queen's Rank. Mm. Uh, okay. What do you think?
1: Oh, I, I love it. You know, the, the album starts off pretty much like, you know, hey, look, here's our new singer. You know, because. To me, I think Ray Alder has an amazing voice. I love his voice, and uh, I love what he does here to introduce himself uh, to Fates Warning, uh, Faith Warning fans. And I was like, oh man, this guy's got a great, great voice. You know, I, I really dig his voice, and I think it's uh you know, it's pretty much a showcase of his voice, just to let everybody know. All right, this is our new singer. Do, um, do you feel like his voice has changed though? Uh, I haven't listening to Fates Warning forever.
0: Hey, so you so you're not you're not familiar with any of the newer albums? No,
1: I'm not. Unfortunately, no. Uh, not no, sure. I was I
0: was just curious because I, I gotta think he's at least like a little deeper or something because that's something when I put that one on the the newer one that I liked. I know if he sounded like this still, it would have fucking got on my nerves right off the bat. Just wondering if you noticed that too? But.
1: No, but I, it doesn't surprise me. You know, I mean, I don't think somebody can be singing for decades and remain like this like right. getty lee but uh all right i'll take the next one anarchy divine i think this one's a badass song i remember the first time hearing this i was like wow this is this is chugging crunchy thrashy you know more than the the earlier stuff it has just more of a thrash feel and uh you know it's just i think it's a slamming song you know it. uh Uh, You know, like I said, it's more thrashy than everything before in, you know, uh, I I don't think it's a long song. No. Uh, I mean, what I I meant to say was, uh, I feel this song is epic, but it's not a long song. But I think it's an epic song. And I think all members are on point. I think it's killer tunage. And uh, there is a video for this song, too. And uh, I love it. I love Anarchy Divine. I think it's pretty fucking cool. You? Uh, Well, I like, when, when it started
0: off, I liked the music. I was like, okay. But one thing that, that got me right off the, the bat is the fucking production on this. I think it's absolutely wretched. It sounds like it was recorded in a fucking Campbell soup can. Uh, And the drums sound like fucking shit. Not necessarily what the drummer's playing, but the sound of his drums. are. don't. You know. Like, the worst of the fucking 80s uh, drum sound. I mean, it's not, like, too computery, but just processed the way it sounds really fucking bad. But uh, this song, there, there is some, you know, a, a thrashier side to it. And, you know, doing some research on the band, I, I heard they say that this is the first album where they got a little bit of thrash. Uh, so, you know, man, I gotta go back and check, you know, the earlier albums with the other singer. Uh, and compare, but musically it, it's not that bad. But oh my god, when this fucking guy starts singing, uh, it reminds me of the worst of Jeff Tate. And what it really reminds me of is is the one album I have a real hard time getting into by Queensrÿche from what's considered their classic era is the Warning.
1: Oh, my favorite one.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and and I think a lot of it has to do with with Jeff Tate on that album more than the music. It's just sometimes it's too over the top and I admit even on the EP there's some over the top shit, but it, it doesn't bother me for whatever reason, but uh, his vocals on the warning have, have always kind of kept me from really getting into that, you know, and I've tried listening to it and it's just like, I just find my mind going somewhere else and, uh, you know, but I, I think, you know, like every, every fucking single note on Operation Mindcrime is perfect. There's not one flaw on that fucking album. And there's a lot of stuff I like on Rage for Order, too. But the warning, for some reason, is just like, I don't know, something something missing for me on there. But, again, I know a lot of people like it. You say it's your favorite. But that's what this reminds me of, but not as good as that which I do not like from Queensryche. (laughs) So it sounds like a band in a tin can trying to do some Queensryche that isn't my favorite area of Queensryche.
1: Well, what do you think of Silent Cries? Uh, Silent Cries,
0: that one really grew on me. That, and, uh... But, I don't know, to, to me, everything on this shit sounds the fucking same. This sound, I, you know, and I know I sound like my dad when he'd say everything I sound like, sound like Bad Uriah Heap. But there, there was so much shit on here, it just so, it sounds like one fucking song. Uh, But Silent Cries, you know, as I'm forcing myself more and more... It kicked out, and you're like, you know what? That ain't too bad. And I was doing, you know, research for the album, and I saw they have a video for this. I don't know if this was the single or whatever, if there was one, but... Uh,
1: I don't know, but it was the first video for
0: the album. Yeah, so I, I could see, uh, you know, out of the rest of this stuff, why that would be the first one that they would release. Uh, again, I mean, it doesn't... It just doesn't strike that chord with me, but... Uh, but I, I have respect. And I have respect for the musicianship. Uh, you know, I, I really dig. There's some great guitar work on here. Uh, so I, I have respect for the players. And, I, you know, I, I love bands that are like instrument nerds. But there's got to be a little something else there. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I respect them. I'm, I'm not going to trash them as musicians. But uh, still not my bag. But all right. Why don't you take the next one, in a no, while
1: Well, I gotta talk about oh, Sonic Fries. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I love this one. As I said earlier, this is the first one I heard from that video cassette I bought. It's very straightforward for them. You know, it's, it's a great heavy song, yet melodic song. You know, the vocal delivery to me is top notch. As I said a jillion times, I am a fan of vocalists. And to me, Ray Alder is flat out an amazing singer. He hits those notes, uh, you know, <clears throat> we all uh, we all can do those notes if we get kicked in the nuts. And uh, great sh- shredding middle section. Oh, this is a fucking classic. I absolutely love, love Silent Cries. All right, uh, in a word, <coughs> uh, more mid-tempo ballady song. Pessimistic lyrics, you know, wah, wah, the world is not fair. But regardless, I think it's a great song with great hooks. Uh, but this should have not faded out like it did at the end. It kind of was like anticlimactic. You know, it would have been more climactic if they just let it go a little longer. Uh, I think that's the only thing that bothers me about the song. Because I'm like into this song and all of a sudden it started fading away. I'm like, hey, 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 where are you going? You know, I'm not done. I'm not even done enjoying this. So that's the only thing I can say bad about the song but I really dig this song just hate how they figured it out what do you think in a word eh, uh,
0: again this is one a uh, little less obnoxious is when I first heard it but again it's, it's all it's all kind of the same to me uh, yeah it is a little bit more mid tempo uh, but I, I'm, I'm just not on board again not You know, it's it's not offensive. It's just not exciting. So, really doesn't do that much for me.
1: How about Shades of Heavenly Death? All right, now, this one
0: is the one that uh, grew on me the most. Uh, You know, and and, and I'm still hard-pressed to say, oh, yeah. You know, but uh, I will say... If I had to listen to any song off this album and, and to get the least uh, pissed off, it would be this one. Uh, great, great musicianship on it. Uh, but again, terrible production, vocals, eh. But uh, this one, out, out of all of them, grew on me the most. And I could see myself listening to this one again. But you know, that's not saying a lot. What do you think? Oh, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, (laughs) Kool-Aid.
1: I snapped into this one. (laughs) I love this song. This song is the shit. Killer prog metal. Love the flow to all the changes on this. Now, this they worked on enough to keep me satisfied. You know, even with that fade out. Because it does fade out. But I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You can fade out. Uh, It works on here. This song uh, did not put them higher in the ranks of the metal bands because... This is where I I say your little story in the beginning of uh, us talking about this album intertwines with the, what, what happened to me with this this song. Uh, I would make metal mixtapes and we'd hang out and I'd play you know you'd hear like maybe like Into the Coven and you know maybe some priests or something and then I'd throw in this song in my mix and every time this song would come on, people would just like you know zone out. So that's kind of like what you're saying. You put this <laughs> on for friends and they leave. No, nobody, none of my friends got this shit back then. Except for my friend Carlos Guti. He's the only one that really loved this album that I knew back then. But, uh, yeah, people would zone out. So, um, yeah, so, I don't know. <clears throat> you know, like, you know, when this song's done and, I, and probably the Sentinel will come on, people will go, all right! You know? It's like, right. Uh, but whatever, you know. Um Uh, You know, but I don't zone out with this song. I am in the zone. I absolutely love this and I consider this Technically and I'll explain why but I consider this technically the best song on this album But there's something I like even more than this, but it's not a song and it's coming up when you flip it over To the long opus. That's like uh, how long is it 70 73 minutes long?
0: Uh, it's a small eternity, but time wise it's 21 minutes and 58 seconds.
1: Yeah, 21 minutes and 58 seconds of fucking greatness. Uh, but I do understand why uh, why they made this one song. you know uh, I mean I don't understand. I, I, they, they should have split it up. you know you know like when the Beatles did that shit on, on side two, you know it does have that common thread. But, you know each each chapter has its own identity like me Mr. mustard came in through the bathroom window you know it's hard for me to talk about this is one track but that's what it is so that's how I' I'm gonna have to do it you know um, maybe if the donator wasn't such a douche I, I would talk about you know each chapter but fuck him It's a great song with many chapters usually songs this long with chapters. I Get zoned out, but not that this, this one, you know, I love The metal I love the acoustic session the section I love the piano part the amazing vocals and of course the riffage and my favorite chapter uh, In this uh, opus is quietus, but ivory tower is pretty fucking badass, too uh, but I think they're all amazing and I actually love uh, I love this. I think it's a great. You know, it's kind of like I like a 21:12 side one. You know, I don't zone out, and I I, I get the same vibe with this. What do you think of this one?
0: I, I don't ever want to hear this fucking song again. Jesus Christ, this this thing just went on for a fucking eternity. You know, I'm really uh,
1: upset with you now, Ian. Okay. Because uh, I wish I can agree with you because of the goddamn donators. <laughs> and, and I
0: feel bad for the guy because I know he really likes this but oh my god well I
1: have less respect for you now
0: okay <laughs> uh, yeah uh, you know th- this sounds like it was written by a Rush fan that only heard Caress of Steel uh, because those those two real longs. that it was a necromancer and uh, what's the other one on Caress of Steel of yeah, yeah, Fountain of LeMeth or, or Le M- whatever. Uh, those are ones that, that, that are still a hard listen to
1: me. Man, Necromancer's a fucking masterpiece.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, I respect the musicianship. I, I don't hate them, but it's one of those... That's always been uh, my least played... Uh, well, I should say least played, cause, you know, but I'm saying of the 70s album. Of the 70s albums, it's definitely my least favorite, even though there's shit I love on there, like, you know, Lakeside Park and Steel Day. Fuck, I even like I'm going bald. Uh, You you know, but those other ones, just like, oh, man, it just seems to go on forever, where 2112, I I mean, I, I, you know, like Operation Minecraft, there's not one second I would change, take away from 2112.
1: 2112 is the goddamn greatest Rush album ever. And whoever disagrees, well, that's cool. Oh,
0: I love that shit.
1: Ooh, do I love? But,
0: you. but this, this here, oh man, uh, it just seems so, so overthought, and uh, I don't know, just fucking nerdy. I, I, I just, I, I feel like ogre. And everybody like, nerds! Like, Jesus Christ, get it over with already. It's not that fucking interesting. Uh, you know, it, it's very ambitious to, to take on a song this long, so I have respect for that. And you know, hey, I, you, I, know
1: you should have a lot of respect for me because I got pussy while liking this.
0: Ooh, boy. That's I, a lot
1: of, you got a lot of respect there, bro. I got, I got respect for you, but not for that girl.
0: Oh, my oh. God. Hey, but, but, you know, I'm not going to pick on her because obviously she's deaf. But. <laughs> oh, she didn't Ooh. like it? Well, I don't know why no she said it like this.
1: <laughs> well, I never banged a girl that like this.
0: But, uh, you know, the, the thing is you have to, you know, my you, you've got to maintain that it, it, it can't feel like it's 21 minutes, you know? It's it's like the long songs on uh, uh, on animals, you know, like dogs and pigs and stuff doesn't lose me for one second it doesn't feel like it's that long in fact you don't want it to end even if you want to hear the next song you're like oh god this could go on forever and i feel that way about 2112 and there's even a dream theater song uh, that i really love i think it's change of seasons
1: oh fucking amazing song
0: oh i love that song and and they my absolute favorite song that i've ever heard by dream theater uh is like 17 minutes song and a nightmare to remember yeah great tip. oh my god do i love that song uh but again it's one of those where i i'm, I'm on the journey like you know and I, I love every part but this is one where i keep like uh, maybe the next one will get me maybe maybe it'll pick up maybe something but it's just like oh man and and this is what even though i did repeated listens to this album I, I gotta say, I think I only made it through this in its entirety once. Because I'm just so like, oh god, please end. Please end, you know, and I, I'd even hit my phone. Like, how? Oh fuck, I'm only 11 minutes in? Oh my god. You gotta be shitting me. Uh, I really, you know. Man, lost me here. I'm getting some great playing on this. Great playing on it, but maybe they should have spent less time practicing their instruments and more time getting laid. And it would have had a little bit more to it. I, I I don't know, man. It's just some there's some fucking you know, trees walking Lord of the Rings shit to me. I don't fucking get it. It's I like that movie bit. too. Oh Lord.
1: I love those trees throwing shit throwing those rocks. That shit was badass, bro. Already I, then. I, I just watched The Hobbit for the first time ever. You know, I've owned that box set forever, and I've only saw part one of The Hobbit in the theater, and I absolutely loved it. And then I bought the box, and, like, man, people were telling me, dude, it's terrible, it's terrible. So, But then I ended up watching it, and uh, it's not fucking great, but, I mean, it's great until the dragon dies. Then after that, it's just...
0: Oh, it spoil it for me.
1: I'm, well, well, I'll spoil it more, man. That dragon dies very early in part two, so uh-huh. you, got, you got like four hours of. I mean, it's cool battle scenes, but it's so exaggerated. You know that cool guy in Lord of the Rings with the long blonde hair, young guy with the with the with the bow and arrow. There's a
0: cool guy in Lord of the Rings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he's cool if you like fucking no exit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> My bad. If you get the ivory, you know, gates of dream, you'll you'll see the coolness in them. <laughs> What's <Whistle>, so nice, pickle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. I mean, compared to the Lord of the Rings, it is softer than baby shit. But you know, it's not it's not bad, bro. It's pretty good. Uh, All
0: right, I'll take your word for it.
1: But yeah, I mean, there were there were scenes where you know the guy, there's these there's the the, hob- the hobbits or whatever, not hobbits, but you know the. The good guys are in, are in these barrels going down, like, a, you know, a river.
0: While <laughs> I'm sorry, i got to cut you up right now. You know some nerd just slit his wrist because you said good guys.
1: They're not good guys, they're elflings. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, dude, put that put that knife away from your wrist, Tim. <laughs> hey, why are you laughing? He's your buddy, isn't he? Why are you goofing, why are you goofing on him?
0: Hey, he doesn't send me a fruitcake at Christmas, but he should. Yeah, know?
1: well, Christmas is coming up. That's anyway, right. Anyway, so uh, these, these, these uh, whatever, what are, what are they again? What, what's their, what's their oh, name? Oh, uh, outlings. Good guys. <laughs> the good, yeah, the good guys. The good guys are in barrels, right? And they're yeah. going down this river, and like. And, you know, everybody that's not in the water, the bad guys are throwing shit at them, trying, you know, arrows and everything. So the guy, you know, the guy from Lord of the Rings, the the cool guy from Lord of the Rings, comes and he jumps on the heads of both of them. Good guy. He's literally, while these guys are fucking going, like, you know, trembling down this river, one foot is on one, one of their heads and the other foot's on the other guy's head. And he's, like, killing everybody while he's balancing himself on these two. Get the fuck out of here with that.
0: So, so I imagine they all have webbed feet, but the good guys are wearing white. Is that how you tell them apart?
1: Uh. Anyway, so uh, all right, so we're done with this shit.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this one's gonna need a lot of news. Uh. Well, one thing I, I wanted to ask you about this is there's uh like three different uh, editions of this album. And, uh, what do you, do you have the vinyl or do you have the, the CD or there's one with a, a, a bonus DVD as well?
1: Nope, I don't have any. Uh, I have the vinyl and I have the original pressing CD, but I do not have any reissue of this.
0: Ah, well, there, there is a 2007 remaster that has, uh, your, your favorite song, Quietus, uh, a demo version Ooh. of that. And then there is, uh, Uh, It also has Ivory Gates of Dreams Outtake 1 and 2 And then there was one With a bonus DVD That has A no exit tour documentary Silent Cry music video Anarchy Divine music video And a song called Valley of the Dials Live in Philly
1: Yeah
0: that's an earlier one From 88 So uh Yeah uh, Boy Uh, this album was released, uh, 1988, produced by Roger Probert and executive produced and mixed by Max Norman, which, wow, uh, I don't hear that, uh, but, uh, yeah, so there's that, this thing and the other, uh, it made it to number 111, broke the Billboard 200 chart, so there you go. Uh, Now, now what, what part wh- When did you leave this band behind though Because obviously you don't keep up with the new stuff uh, Was there an album that turned you off
1: Yeah Um, And it's not a bad album But I never listened to anything after it And I can't even tell you the name of the album It shows an old man dying on a bed What's the name uh, of that
0: one uh, that is uh, not per, uh, perfect. Symmetry what's the one after. Oh no that? no that's
1: that's that's wrong. I did hear Perfect Shades of Gray, and that turned me off. Okay, I heard this, that one. What what year was that?
0: Uh, well, Parallels is the one with the old yeah. man. That's, that's from...
1: a, it's a good album, but that was like the first one. But you know there were ones after that I didn't hear, and then I did hear Perfect Shades of Gray because somebody gave me that CD.
0: Yeah, Pleasant Shade of Grey came out in 97 and was a concept album.
1: Yeah, that one kind of really... I mean, I got the same vibe on that that you got on this. You know, I was kind of like, oh man, I can't get into this.
0: It says it's progressive rock and metal with hints of industrial, classical, and psychedelia.
1: Yeah, it's just not a good mix. It's kind of like a peanut butter and shit sandwich.
0: Huh. Ah. And I believe, that was the first one, I believe, with uh, Joey Vera on bass. I and believe also, so,
1: yeah. I believe, yeah, I believe you're right.
0: And also featured Kevin Moore, the original keyboard player from Dream Theater on keyboards. Ah. And, and it was produced by Terry Brown, who produced all the classic uh, Rush albums.
1: There you so, go. Oh, well, yeah, I couldn't get into it. I don't know. I, you know, to tell you the truth, I think I only heard it once. I was like, eh, whatever. I still got it. Right on. All right. Well, uh, there you go. You got a pick of the week? Oh, yeah. For Tim Bream, I got a pick of the week. <laughs> oh, boy. I just picked my ass. What's your pick of the week?
0: All right. Well, my pick of the week is uh, for fans of this album, or, or I should say for fans of this band, uh, Who and, and they are out there, uh, I would say give their 2013 Darkness and a Different Light album to try uh, if, if you haven't heard it already that was one uh, that I put on it and and I dug I think I listened to about half of it but I was like ah oh, this ain't too fucking bad and I think that's the one I'm going to go to next I'm going to listen that all the way through and get familiar with some of the newer stuff and get more into that and, and then I'll go back
1: I used to not like that but yeah I did warm up to Boo Springsteen
0: ah okay that's Dark, Darkness on the Edge of Town Oh my bad. Decent album. Yeah. Uh, but then that also Joey is still on that one, and drummer Bobby Johansson Gerard- Beck, you who pronounced used, it correct. Yes, uh, who used to play with Rob Halford in the Halford band, and uh, uh,
1: Sebastian Bach. A very ugly split there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, really? Between yeah, Bobby uh, and Sebastian. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, what happened?
1: I, I don't know, but I, I I heard something. that was a very ugly split. Yeah,
0: but then again, I, you know, I compare "Slave to the Grind" and it is you know neck and neck with fucking cherry pie for me. You know? well, there,
1: well, there you go. There
0: you go.
1: I ain't gonna argue with you, dude. I know, I know, I know <laughs> you're fishing. I know you're fishing, <laughs> Michael Void. <Brandovoid. laughs> Almost got it. Almost got you. <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna work, uh, bro.
0: Oh shit!
1: All right. Well,
0: you had tried. You
1: know, you know, you know why it ain't gonna work. Why's that? <laughs> Look at the donator. You're fucking awesome. <laughs> why are you laughing? Why are you uh, laughing? <laughs> I'm
0: laughing because now it's time to go to fan of the week. Oh no! <laughs> fan of the week this hey, week.
1: Hey, 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 hey! Before you say fan of the week, can I go? Can I leave for a little bit?
0: Sure. Go, All go, right. go, PB. All right.
1: Do, do, your thing. I'm out. Uh, of
0: here. All right. Fan of the week this week is Tim Bream.
1: Did you say fan or fag? Oh, I'm still here. Oops. (laughs) Why are you laughing?
0: He's pissing his pants right now. Uh, uh, Tim Bream. Uh, Tim, I got no problem with you. Uh, I understand, though. I got to admit. I understand why you annoy the shit out of Ralph. Well, you dude. better,
1: or, or these coattails you ain't hanging on to anymore.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like, everybody has that thing. Like, uh, Tim, you annoy the fuck out of uh, Ralph the way... Phil
1: still
0: Yeah. The same way that Philip, Philip fucking Michael Thomas annoys the shit out of me.
1: Oh, I love that guy.
0: But yeah, because he sucks your ass. Oh, you can't yeah. stand the guy, but he sucks your ass. Mm, yeah, nice. but, but it's one of those things, but... But Philip Michael Thomas, C. Thomas Howell never did shit to Ralph, so Ralph don't give a fuck. Tim, you never did anything to me, so so you're fine by me. But I gotta nah, admit, No,
1: nah, you see that.
0: But uh. I, I I see I see why Ralph is annoyed with you because you you did fish Ralph, you were passive aggressive with him, and it's it just one of those things. He he just don't like you, brother. Uh, but hey, that, that's the thing it is You ain't done nothing to me So I, I don't give a shit I, I'm fucking Switzerland I don't give a shit I thank you for donating uh, And uh, Yeah, I, I got I got nothing against you But don't wait for no Christmas card from fucking Ralph But hey, you still got another review coming
1: <laughs> You son of a bitch What the fuck, another
0: one? <laughs> yep, another one
1: Ugh. But uh be one you like and I hate This ain't fair <laughs>
0: What was the other one? He. What was uh, the first one we did for him?
1: Uh, Fucking Fino. What do I the <laughs>
0: Fuck. But you got another one coming. We and did. We
1: already did one for him. Yes. Oh.
0: Yes, we did. I can't. It escapes me right now. But uh, but appreciate it, dude. Appreciate the money that you donated towards the Rock and Pod Expo. Ralph would appreciate it if you don't go though.
1: Uh, <laughs> and, and I appreciate it if you don't donate anymore, too. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, but but thank you. Uh, this expo is gonna be amazing. Uh, I know there's been a lot of drama recently with that, but it don't matter. There's still plenty of people that are gonna be there that Fuck people yeah, want to see and be...
1: was just added. Hell yeah!
0: And there's gonna be people that you know people want to see too. Uh, it's gonna be awesome hey. and. <laughs> and I want to stress to the to, to our fans that are going. I was so excited the day we were recording this. Uh, I just found out that uh, Metal Mike Tyler and uh, Scott Stein got a room. Yeah, Finally, Ma-
1: Metal Mike is going. That's so awesome. And I that's, like him because he's straight up <clears throat> and he ain't passive aggressive. Uh, <laughs>
0: and that's one thing I, I want to stress uh, to you, other people who are going or on the fence about going. If it's like a money issue, a great way to do it is is to split a room with somebody. I mean, me and Ralph share a room. Uh, now Scott Stein and Mike Tyler got a room, and that's a way to help alleviate some of the cost if that's a concern. Uh, get on the Facebook page. Find out who's going. See if anybody, hey, anybody want to go in on a room. I know uh, Matt Weller's dick's going now. I mean, yeah, you probably don't want to, you oh, know, with Matt really? Weller's dick. Cool. Yeah, Weller's dick's going to go. Awesome. But hey, who knows? You might not care. Get in bed with a bearded hipster. I love Weller's dick. Yeah, buddy.
1: I li- I love him too. He's awesome. He's always so. there. Buzz. What's his name? Muzz, Buzz. Whatever. Huh? Oh, uh, who's the? What's his name? Oh, I guess it's Weller's dick that shows up on on our radio show. Or what's his name on there? Isn't it a different name?
0: Oh, I don't know. Uh, whatever. He doesn't listen to my show, just yours, because you're cool.
1: Nah, cause, cause 'cause he, you know, I'm sorry, but you know, some of us aren't morning people yet.
0: Yeah, he taught. Yeah, he taught. He works Saturdays. That's his excuse. All right. If you love that shitty album picked by Tim Bream, come back next week when it could possibly be another shitty album picked by Tim Bream.
1: Son of a bitch! I, I better not like that one. I better not like that, you bastard. (laughs)
0: Tune in to to Rouse Dismay next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm kidding. I love you, Tim. You're so (laughs) passive-aggressive.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that was my passive-aggressiveness toward him. I love you, (laughs) cocksucker.